The empowered imposter. This conversation you've had for the last 10 years, I feel like an imposter. I feel like an imposter. I feel like an imposter. It is your responsibility to figure out what you need to do so that you can navigate the world where 90% of the time you're feeling good and in your zone of genius. And 10% of the time when you are stretching and pulling yourself into those growth rooms and opportunities, you're confronted by that imposter syndrome. I call it the empowered imposter because when it is manifesting in a scarcity vibration. It is that you don't let yourself move past it. You let it be your reason for never going. You listen to podcast after podcast after podcast after podcast at how I undo this imposter syndrome. You have become the empowered imposter. And I invite those people who are hanging on this vibe because I know some of you are like, oh, darn it. She said the imposter thing. I invite you to ask yourself, what do I need to do to gain the confidence to practice stepping outside of my comfort zone because the imposter syndrome is mitigated the more you practice hanging out at that line. This is Impact, the podcast where we explore entrepreneurship, mindset, and health to provide you with the ingredients for an unregrettable version of your life story. So this summer, sitting on the dock, I had my phone open and I was browsing through Instagram. I don't even, couldn't even tell you what page it is on Instagram where you get those little notes that I actually still haven't figured out the purpose of. And those little notes where people can say, an appointment's still available or whatever. I, I still don't know the purpose of these tiny little notes that float across some random page on Instagram and I found myself there. And as I was flipping through the little notes of what people were saying, two things were clear to me. One, they don't know what they're for either. And two, there's an occasional drop of wisdom on that platform and in those notes that stops you in your tracks. And that's exactly what happened to me as I was browsing. And the piece of wisdom or the question or the thing I noticed was this. It was someone just highlighting the idea that if you are busy, the energy of busyness and the energy of urgency matches the energy of scarcity. And some of you heard me just say that and you're like, obvious. And others got reactive. And then a third group are probably just like me. And you went, oh, shit. You had a moment where you realized that those elements of scarcity that are manifesting in your own life are not because of the money mindset work that you are doing and the 10,000 books you're reading or the raising of your rates that you've gone through. That the energy of scarcity that you are putting out into the universe is I don't have enough time ever for anything. Everything is in a rush. Everything is in a state of abundance. Abundance is our code word for a never-ending flow into our inbox over here. Abundance is one of those words we use that once I realized and saw this message online, I realized I needed to change the vibration and energy of abundance in our life. That little moment stopped me dead in my tracks because where I thought I actually had been progressing, I realized that I had been stuck. See, mindset work is stuff you are going to be doing all the time. You are never done focusing and working on your mindset. And the reason that this hit me so hard wasn't because we all slip into scarcity at times. It was because I have been actively working so hard to eliminate the energy of scarcity from my life. And when I'm really honest, 
and I really go deep in understanding where this comes from, I have to acknowledge my own journey, my family of origin, the stories that I was that I was told and shared had shared with me as a kid. But I also have to recognize that I work in an industry where, and I know my colleagues are listening, so we're all just going to hold hands and be in this together, where the vibes of scarcity and the vibration of scarcity are actually quite pervasive. And it has always struck me as slightly ironic that what we want is for people to come into our world and invest in their future selves. What we want is for people to recognize and value what it is that we do. And yet when it comes to us doing the same, when it comes to us investing in ourselves, in our future, in our health, in our financial abundance, we hit a wall. We can't move into that state of abundance when we ourselves are trapped in that state of scarcity ourselves. And I know I'm speaking to some of you in general who are entrepreneurs out there, and I am explicitly speaking to my colleagues because this vibe of scarcity and the reason I'm so conflicted and maybe the reason why I was tolerant of it for so long is because it is so present in an industry that I love and want to support. And the shift in my own mindset and the shift that I'm going to invite you to make is that you can set a new standard for who you are going to surround yourself with and the energy you are going to tolerate in the room. See, this episode today, the thing we are going to unpack is in fact mindset. When I talk about the impact system, as we head into impact lives and I launch my book, Impact Medicine, we're going to go, and we did last week, go through the I. This week, we're going through the M. Then we're going to do P, A, C, and T. And so to talk about mindset this week, I could pick any element of mindset, but I actually specifically want to talk about the mindset of scarcity because I have just made a decision that I am not going to tolerate it in our community any longer. Now, I can't control the community at large, but I can most definitely control my role of creating permissibility for scarcity in our communities. And to get there and to unpack this and to understand it, I literally packed myself up and went up to my cottage and had two days of masterminding by myself before my team came and joined me. And I sat and I really started to take ownership of the things that I was doing and the energies I was tolerant of in my life. And one of the key pieces, it's symptomatically manifested for me, is in a state of busyness and urgency and time-crunching overwhelm that was pervasive and is still present in my life. Part of that is work. Part of that is three kids. Part of that is all three kids being in competitive sports. Part of that is the traffic jam at the end of my street. And the question for me really is, where do I take ownership of this? How do I react to those external things that I can't necessarily control? This all speaks to that mindset piece. And for us as practitioners, as change makers, as individuals who want to leave a legacy and have an impact in the world, we must take ownership over our own mindset, which is in an ever state of growth. And where I wanted to move and the North Star for me around mindset is how do I move into a maximized state 
of impact? How do I move into a place, for lack of a better term, I will call quantum wealth, where I am not capped by limiting beliefs. I'm only capped by the lack of ideas and the lack of space I have made to let those ideas flow into my world and into my purview. How do I vibrate up there? Because all the stories we tell ourselves that keep us from there, those are actually a function of our conditioning. They're a function of our experience, but they're also a function of what we permit to remain in our lives. And so when I sat there, I just put two pieces of paper off of my wall. And if you could see me right now, I'm looking at a second screen because I literally have a photo of the piece of paper and I wrote scarcity vibes. What are the energy? What is the energy of scarcity vibes? I wrote at the top of the list, Twitter. Twitter vibes at a certain level, and I don't find the nicest people want to collect themselves on there. Scarcity manifests as urgency, rushed. These are some of the words I wrote down. Urgency, rushed, unauthorized. I've talked about authorization before. You don't give yourself permission to do it. You're constantly looking for other people to give you permission or authorize you in your life. The empowered imposter. This conversation you've had for the last 10 years, I feel like an imposter. I feel like an imposter. I feel like an imposter. It is your responsibility to figure out what you need to do so that you can navigate the world where 90% of the time you're feeling good and in your zone of genius and 10% of the time when you are stretching and pulling yourself into those growth rooms and opportunities, you're confronted by that imposter syndrome. I call it the empowered imposter because when it is manifesting in a scarcity vibration, it is that you don't let yourself move past it. You let it be your reason for never going. You listen to podcast after podcast after podcast after podcast at how I undo this imposter syndrome. You have become the empowered imposter. And I invite those people who are hanging on this vibe because I know some of you are like, oh, darn it. She said the imposter thing. I'm going to invite you to ask yourself, what do I need to do to gain the confidence to practice stepping outside of my comfort zone? Because the imposter syndrome is mitigated the more you practice hanging out at that line. Continuing with the vibes, it manifests as self-righteousness as self-consciousness, as disappointment wounds. I can't do it. I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed again. I'll be disappointed again. I'll be disappointed again. Isn't the the feeling of being constantly disappointed almost as awful as the disappointment itself? It shows up as indecision, as envy, as resentment, as procrastination and as perfection. And as I wrote down all these words, and I just let them flow, how does scarcity manifest for me? How does it manifest for others? What I realized is that I had actually written on the screen an entire archetype, an entire archetype of individual. And while I want to support people who are sitting in those states, I don't want to make too much room for them to get stagnant in that vibe. We're all going to get caught in urgency. We're all going to feel like imposters at times. We should on the road to growth. But what it shouldn't do in any of these cases 
is hold you back. See, the thing about these vibes is, and the, and the thing about calling them out is, it gives you an opportunity to ask yourself the question, what do I need to do so that I am not feeling this the majority of the time? And allow these to remain as the litmus test of you slipping back into a state of scarcity. Now, in contrast to these scarcity vibes, I sat down and I went, for me, how does abundance manifest? Where do I have to be in my own mindset? And you may have other words you want to add to the scarcity side, and you're going to have other words that you add to the abundance side. But when I'm in an abundant state and attracting absolute abundance, what is the vibration? What are the mindset pieces that are present in me and in people in my communities or in the communities that uh, I want to and feel comfortable being in. And they are this. One, you expect miracles. You don't expect the worst in every situation. You actually expect the best. And like, it's in a funny aside, a girlfriend of mine said something about, I don't know, I was like, I left my computer on a Starbucks table or something we would otherwise label as silly. She's like, Megan, what are you doing? And I looked at her without even thinking. And I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it. Bad things don't happen to me. Bad things happen to me in some realms, but I don't, ex- I don't, I don't expect things are going to get stolen from my purse. I don't, I don't expect that I'm going to like trip and fall. I'm like cautious, but I am not, I, I am like, I'm in, I'm calculated about it, but I fully felt that. And I kind of feel it like bad things don't, don't happen to me. I don't expect them to happen to me. And when they do, I'm highly resourceful. I manage them really well. I expect miracles, not the worst case scenario. To me, abundance manifests in a state of self-authorization. You give yourself permission. You have tools and you have algorithms and you have this inner sense of feeling that you trust because you've used it before. This doesn't, you don't wake up with this. You don't wake up being like, my intuition is strong. I mean, some people do, but they're like anomalies and unicorns. But we have to practice using our intuition. We have to practice tapping into that. This idea of self-authorization, how does that manifest? It manifests as, I want to invest in my business. That is a great opportunity. I'm going to go and buy it now, and you buy it. How does a lack of self-authorization manifest in your business? That looks like a good opportunity. It feels right to me. Let me ask my partner and my mom and the dog breeder what they think of it. You have to practice stepping into a state of self-authorization. You move out of that urgency into a state of decisiveness when you start to self-authorize. And just like the imposter piece, you have to practice self-authorization, self-reflection. To have strong self-reflection, you also have to create space. You have to be okay with a blank canvas afternoon. You have to be okay with resting and recuperating and self-caring, all of which are the opposite of that urgency busyness state. You're also self-corrective. So as things move off course, you don't go, oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be like this in this phase, so I'm just going to suffer through. No, you're constantly tweaking and iterating. You don't have a bad launch in your business and then be like, well, I'll repeat it four more times and see what happens. No, you look at the data now and you make small pivotal pivotal changes as you go. You're self-corrective because you are confident enough to be self-reflective and you are self-authorized enough to make those decisions in the moment without having to ask an entire committee, which includes 85 tabs of Google. When you're in an abundant mindset and state, it's creative. You are grateful. You're magnetic. You share. I do this sometimes. It might be like the only child part of me that when I find myself not sharing or even like 
I don't, I please hope that someone else does that, but annoyed that your kids take the last bite on your plate. I know that I'm like, something's off kilter. Sometimes I just don't want them to have the last bite on my plate. But when I'm in an abundant mindset, I'm eager to share. And when I'm stuck in scarcity, I find I'm easily triggered. It's also the energy of now, not later. I'll start Monday, maybe, ne- maybe next year when I have a gazillion dollars in my bank account. No, you're like, actually right now, let's do it right now. The opportunity came right now. I'm self-authorized enough. I know how to trust my intuition actually now. Also, I have space to allow these things in. And the last piece of that abundant vibration from a mindset perspective is this idea of radical responsibility, which is maybe captured in the self-authorized, self-reflective, self-corrective place. But you don't sit there and go, so you're telling me it's my fault? You sit there and you observe the situation and you go, what do I need to do and how do I need to take responsibility for what's in front of me? Taking responsibility is like managing imposter syndrome or managing self-authorization. The more you do it, the better you become. And we all have room to practice this notion of radical responsibility. We will all have opportunity in the next 24 hours to practice taking radical responsibility. You can engage in a coaching program. You can go to an event. You can buy a program. It's not the program's job or the event's job or the coach's job to do all the work for you because you made the investment. If you are hiring a consulting firm and an implementation firm for a quarter of a million dollars, that's a different story. But if you are asking someone to teach you what they have learned, to experience their vantage point so you can apply it to your work, that is the privilege of radical responsibility. It is a framework, not a rule. And so I bring up both of these pieces in the concept of mindset. Because as I approach and unpack mindset moving forward, as I work to push people towards a place and inspire people to, I'll reframe that, inspire people to move towards a place of abundance, I think it's really critical that we first understand the vibration at opposite ends of the spectrum. And like I said, you have, might have other words or other experiences or, or other ways of describing sort of that intangible feeling of scarcity versus abundance. Here's the other thing that's really important to note when we're talking about mindset. And then I want to talk about the ascension pathway towards this notion of quantum wealth and quantum impact. The important piece to understand here is that scarcity is like gravity. It sinks to the bottom. And if you indulge the symptoms of scarcity and you indulge those things that trigger scarcity in you, for some people, drinking alcohol might actually trigger streams of scarcity. That's where it moves your mindset. For other people, it might elevate them. For some people, watching the news gets them excited and inspired. I don't know who those people are, but some people do. For a lot of people, it moves them into that state of scarcity. It is your responsibility to understand what things pull you down and what things push you up. And what I will openly acknowledge right now is that the vibes in our community are moving in a direction of abundance that I am going to stop being tolerant to myself slipping into scarcity without calling it and self-correcting, that I will take responsibility for the language or the entry of people or who people who are inspired to come hang with us who aren't vibing towards abundance. I can't fix things at large. I can just set the tone for how we're going to do it. And it's optional whether you want to hang out with us or not. 
But that abundant mindset is where we get creative. That abundant mindset is where we come up with innovative solutions to reach more people, to make new discoveries as it pertains to care, to find new ways of changing the face of medicine. I talk about that specifically because this impact series leads us towards my upcoming event, Impact Lives, where we're talking about the future of medicine. And I can't set myself up and I can't set up you if we aren't moving in that direction. So understanding the vibration at either end of this triangle, let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the energy of the bottom. And for me, I literally wrote this on my wall, not on my wall, on the piece of paper I stuck on my wall, just so that we're all being honest about what happened here. And at the bottom, I really wanted to understand on the, on the financial wealth energy realm. And we can replace it with health energy. We can replace it with whatever we want. But I, I was specifically thinking about this in the context of, of money energetics, wealth energetics. What is the energetics of scarcity at the bottom? And the energetics at the bottom is that the world applies that wealth comes into me from the external world. I win it, I work for it, or it's a windfall. And in all cases, the vibration of this is that money and wealth is fleeting. You don't control how much comes in from work that is externally applied but you work really hard. And I can see if you worked really hard and had no control over your income, how you would resent the people who have freedom of abundance in a different way than you do. This energy of a windfall is where we literally sit and wait around for that inheritance or that great aunt who we're kind of maybe hoping will pay us out or that once a year bonus or the winnings of a lottery or the 50-50 draw. Now, I'm not saying any of these things are bad. I will take I will take the virtues of all three. But the energy of sitting around and waiting for that to be your source of abundance has it a fleeting energy. It has a victim energy. The world around me is happening to me and there's nothing I can do about it and I resent the people who have more control. Now, if I'm saying this and you're like, Megan, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling. I don't like your description. It's triggering me in some ways. Just check in on that. It's triggering me right now. I'm like, I need to vibe out of here real fast, really fast. So what's above this? Well, this is an energy I understood well growing up. This was language. The next level is language I heard in my, in my home. And I'm just going to label this for now because this is like a new, this is new for me too. I'm going to label this the make and keep level. This is where you can make whatever you want. And you're also really interested in how you keep it. I'm going to work really hard to make money. And that's part of the energy here. There is a lot of people want to talk about, and this has happened on the podcast a lot. We've been talking about male, female energetics. I prefer the language of form and flow. But this is very form oriented. There's a formula here. There's a way to invest it's hard. It is all in a box. This to me is where urgency hangs out. Did you make money? 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 That is the energy here. I know how to do this. I have conversations with some of my friends. We all are like, we know how to work like dogs, except here's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to work like a dog to be able to have abundance flow into me. And here's the other thing I realized because I understood this vibration well, is that when you look at the vibration level where you started in your family of origin, 
I've realized that this is actually the hardest, if you think about it as a ring, it's going to be the hardest mindset ring you're ever going to have to penetrate through is evolving beyond the mindset of your family of origin. Now, some of you don't want to do that. And that's cool. Some of you were like born in the quantum. That's cool. But some of you were born in the like, you must work hard. You must have an education. You must get a good job. You must invest this much amount of money. You must, 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 must. And your sense of helping to make people feel proud, to make yourself feel proud, to make your partner feel proud, or any other feelings, is that you have to emulate that. He said, I realized for me, I just didn't want to work any harder. I realized there had to be a different way. And as I started to push through this, I realized, oh, this is like a ring. And there's like a way of doing it on the other side of this. And so once I ascended past the win and work, and I made it into like really hung out into this idea of keep, make and keep, I realized what hangs out above that is where I want to be right now. And there might be multiple levels beyond that. It's just, I can't see them yet because I'm not there. I'm not in the quantum. I've just arbitrarily applied quantum above this, but this third level, this third level I've called attract and manifest. Attract and manifest is more of that flow energy. It benefits from the skill sets acquired along the way, the awareness and empathy of the stages that come before it. The energy here is that of flow, of feminine, of amplification, of overflow. If you are a miserable person and suddenly are overflowing in money, you will amplify that. If you are heart-centric and wanting to give back to the world and are having overflow in your life, an abundance of money and wealth coming to you, you have a capacity to maximize your impact, to amplify your impact. So this energy of flow and amplification and overflow, I got that. I felt that. I realized too that that's a different level of calibration that required that I let go of things. One of the things I had to let go of was this idea I have to work hard all the time because the work hard all the time doesn't calibrate with that level. Part of what happens at this level is this need to surrender. Part of what happens at this level is this need to create actual space for cool things to flow your way, for you to be creative. And so the way this will manifest for me, and I'll share some of these details at Impact Lives, is a reworking of some of our offers, a reworking of some of our programs, and the elimination of others, which is maybe the boldest, bravest internal step I have made on my journey to move away from that scarcity vibe as I work to float up. Because we're all going to go there. We're all going to second guess. We all have that capacity. We'll flow in and out of it. I just want to flow up more than I flow down. So here's my question for you. As I explore this mindset and we explore impact medicine and the concepts in that book and in this idea, one of the things it will require from you, if having massive impact in the lives and care of other people is a priority for you, is something you are looking for, it will require a commitment on your part to self-correct and self-reflect and self-authorize what at first might feel like small incremental changes, but will over time turn into something monumental. 
You have to expect that there are going to be hard things that happen in the process. You have to not turn your back on the path because it got hard or didn't go the way you wanted. The mindset piece is taking the clarity of I, the intention of I in impact, and making the decision that you will see it through. You will have it leveraged as a tool for you in your life and in your business and in your purpose and in your mission. You will take that clarity and you will make the commitment that you are going to keep walking forward. You're going to move towards abundance. You are going to seek counsel and guidance as you need to. And you are going to make the space to self-correct and self-reflect along the way. Of all of the stages of impact medicine, of all the letters and all the possibilities, this is the one that actually gets me most excited. This is the one where we literally can create miracles. When you commit to opening that mindset, when you commit to acknowledging the energy of scarcity and your desire to move away from it, you realize you have this creative power you never imagined before. And when we talk about impact medicine being the medicine that happens on the other side of the lie to fine, know this, that you are unbridled from the system, from the rules and from the box. This is your opportunity to impact lives, including your own in an unprecedented way. So I could recap that, but I feel like we've been recapping this for the last half hour together. Where I want to end and where I want to close and where I bring this together is actually in an invitation to you. If you feel called to do something big, if you feel called to step outside the box of how it's always been done, if you are feeling called to acknowledge and move in the opposite direction of that energy of scarcity, then I am going to invite you to join me at Impact Lives. The link to join us are in my show notes, meganwalker.com forward slash podcast, or even easier than that, you can go to impactlivesevent.com and you can grab your ticket. And tickets are going to be available. Early bird tickets are available. This is cutting it so close. Impact Lives um, tickets from an early bird perspective uh, went up on September 29th. And you're listening to this right now and you're like, that's so great, Megan. Thanks for sharing all of this with me um, on the 4th of October. But in the spirit of abundance, I want you to hear me. We have decided that rather than just having an early bird and then a full price ticket sale, we are going to increase the price of Impact Lives tickets incrementally between September 29th and the event, which starts on the evening of the 16th of November. And by incrementally, what I mean is we have planned four ticket increases and we're not going to tell you when they happen. That's just, that's like the spirit of creativity. And to give you an opportunity to practice working in that state of self-authorization and taking action now, I'm going to encourage you to do that. I'm going to encourage you to do it because any day, Without warning, we'll just announce we have now increased the price again to impact lives. And every time we increase the price, we're releasing another detail of the event. But the price will increase four times between the 29th of September and the 16th of November. And my invitation to you is to come check out where we are 
now and to make that decision. Make the decision that you want to be in the room with other world changers, with other change makers. You can be in our virtual room. You can be in our in-person room. Again, you can find those tickets at impactlivesevent.com. You don't want to wait because literally you might lose out. In that spirit and in that notion, I'd also just like love to hear from you. How do you feel about this mindset piece? How is moving into this state of abundance and acknowledging the state of scarcity manifesting and shifting things for you in your world? I'm going to carry on that discussion on the date of release for this episode, which is going to be October 4th. I'm going to carry that conversation on on my Instagram, which is just at Dr. Megan Walker. Um, You'll also see some posts all about abundance taking place that week. Feel free to join the conversation, even if it's a little bit late. I'm so honored you made it this deep into this episode. I'm so happy you are here. If this moved you, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Impact Podcast. Next week, we are talking all about the P of impact, the people you serve, how to find that right niche, how to know if it's moving you in the right direction. What do people actually need on the opposite side of the line of fine? And how do you leverage your time and energy as a practitioner if maybe one-on-one care is not exclusively what you are looking for? It's going to be an amazing episode. I will be here again with you next week. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. Impact is what lives on when we leave the room, tuck them in, or step off stage. It is less about what you do, more about how you make them feel and everything about how you choose to show up in the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this episode. I am your host, Megan Walker. Until next week, aim for impact.